Hello everyone, Leslie Miles coming to you today and we're going to be continuing uh, to honor women in the Bible for this month. And so today we're going to be uh, covering the woman with the issue of blood. And um, the Bible does not give any background as far as a tribe or any relatives that we can tie this woman to, uh, to give us uh, an idea of what nationality she was or uh you know, which, which uh, tribe she was from. And so we cannot know with complete certainty whether she was black or not. However, we do know that she was not uh, a white woman, but a woman of color. And so how can we determine this, you might ask, by deduction? And since scripture tells us that the entire world was populated by the three sons of Noah, that would be Japheth, Shem, and Ham, we can deduce that she was uh, a woman of color and uh, not a white woman because Japheth's descendants, the Caucasians, did not remain in the Middle East very long after exiting the ark. They migrated and settled around the Mediterranean Sea, establishing Europe um, and Greece being their first established city or capital. And you can read about Japheth's descendants in Genesis 10, two through uh, five. It's only four verses. And so European history books, not the Bible, tell us uh, about the descendants of Japheth. And it tells us that eventually they splintered off into uh, various factions and tribes, barbarians, Huns, Franks, and uh, Goths. And they were all fighting against each other because they all wanted to dominate that area because they did not like uh, what the Greece, uh, uh, what Greece was doing, and that was the uh, most fortified city at the time. And so in the process of time, another faction uh, emerged who dominated and conquered Greece, and that was the great Roman Empire, and they were in rule during the time when Jesus was born and after his death. And so there's no history of Japheth's descendants in the Old Testament. You can Google and find Google it and find this out for yourself because there are only four short verses uh, about uh, Japheth's descendants in the Old Testament, and that is in Genesis 10, 2 through 5. And there you will discover all of them are located in Europe and not the Middle East. And so Therefore, it would have been a disgrace for a white woman to be following Jesus. Because remember, uh, Jesus of the Bible is the Jewish man with the woolly hair and the dark skin, uh, similar in color to brass. And that's in Revelation 1, 14 and 15. And so Roman citizens were Caucasians. And they all hated black people and Jews. Uh, the both the tan uh, complexion and the darker skin. So uh, they're responsible for introducing white supremacy ideology to the rest of their race. And so it is unlikely and a stretch of the imagination to think of this Jewish woman with the issue of blood as a white woman. And so this background uh, is given that we may stay on the path of truth and not be swayed by false pictures that mislead and brainwash people into believing that all biblical characters and their stories is that of the Caucasian uh, race. It is not. And so this means that the only races of people who were in Israel at the time of Jesus was Shem's descendants, 
and Ham's descendants, both of color, one light and one dark. And so to be totally unbiased about this, I will say this about the woman with the issue of blood, that she was a woman of color. And this way it allows each of us to visualize her as the timing of her story dictates. And so here's the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And her story can be found in uh, the third book of the New Testament, Luke 8, 48, 43 through 48. And so this is the story of an unnamed woman who lived during the timing of Jesus' earthly ministry, which would be A.D. 2930 uh, through A.D. 33. And so for 12 years, this woman had been afflicted with a bleeding disorder, which in that day rendered her unclean, a defiled person under the Old Testament. And so her story had become um, a matter of public record. So this means that every cup she handled, every chair she sat on, uh, transmitted defilement to others. And uh, this was Old Testament ritual law. So her condition had rendered her an outcast. And this made it impossible for her to have a husband, bear a child, or enjoy intimacy of friends and family. Therefore, when Jesus was on a journey with a huge crowd following him, this woman was so desperate for healing, she ignored the convention of the day, meaning a foul person should keep a certain distance from others. And she did that to have a chance to touch Jesus and be healed. And so what she did is she melted into the crowd and she pressed closer and her arm making it through just a small opening and she could feel her fingers as they touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And instantly she felt the warmth uh, spread through her body uh, and it flushed out the pain and cleared out all the decay and her skin prickled and she shivered and she felt strong and able. And then she tried to escape. She tried to, to get away right quick because what she had done is she had violated that Old Testament law and she had mingled among uh, people to get to Jesus. But Jesus blocked her escape and he silenced the crowd with a curious question. And Jesus asked, who touched me? And the woman uh, uh, fell at the feet of Jesus. And here's what scripture tells us she said. She said, for 12 years I have been hemorrhaging and have spent all my money on doctors, but only grown worse. And she said, today I knew that if I could just touch your garment, I would be healed. That's Luke 8, 43 through 44. And so Jesus responds to her, and here's what he said. And Jesus said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace, Luke 8, 48. And so in closing, uh, here's what we can learn from this woman's uh, story. We can learn that she was uh, a woman of great faith. And so this woman's story tells us that what we believe determines the way God responds to our prayers. And so she knew that if she could just touch even the garment of Jesus, she would be healed. Now that's strong faith. And so I asked this question in closing, do you really believe like this woman? And have you really been faithful in reading God's word to strengthen your faith to this degree?
That is a question only we can answer. And God knows uh, what your answer is even before you uh, answer him because he knows everything that we do. And so the other question and the last question I have is, how can you expect God to respond favorably when you do not show God that you really believe? Because belief is not just a, a word. Belief uh, uh, um, also involves action. So if you say you believe, Scripture tells us that the devil also believes and trembles. But if you have true belief, actions will follow it. You will be encouraged to read your Bible, to read about these stories, that it may increase your faith so that when you pray, you can feel confident God will answer your prayer as well. And I know this as a matter of experience. This is just a little quick testimony I'm going to give you. 35 years ago, I was diagnosed with a a, a deadly uh, disease, and I should not have lived very long, according to the doctors. But from reading the scriptures, and I read the story of King Hezekiah, where God had told him that he was going to uh, take his life to get his business in order because he was going to uh, uh, make his life very short. He was going to die soon. And scripture tells us that Hezekiah fell on the ground and he prayed uh, uh, desperately to God. And he told uh, God that he had been a good king and for God to show him favor. And he cried out to God. And God considered that he had been a good king. He had been faithful to God. And God had mercy on him. And this uh, really helped me in my faith. That's why I encourage people to read the Bible. Because when you read these stories, like this woman uh, with the issue of blood, and when you read the story of Hezekiah, and many other um, instances, then it builds your faith that you can go to God. And that's how you win God's favor, is by showing him that you care about what he has written, that you believe what he has written, and you act on it. So thanks so much for listening today. And until we come with a new presentation, um, may God bless you. And uh, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about uh, black people in the Bible, then download my book, Discovering Black People in the Bible at Amazon. So until next time, take care and may God bless.